The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we got what it takes For the cycle to break Revolution lives in me I belong I belong Hi you guys, welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast This is a place where together We can navigate through life's ups and downs With all of the compassion, vulnerability And openness that we can muster Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning, and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are, while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Our guest today is a holistic intimacy and sex specialist, and I know that we are going to have the most amazing conversation about awakening and what devotion looks like. Sex and sexuality is such a difficult and taboo topic for so many people. And I'm curious for you, if you were like, oh, another sex episode, why does it always have to be about sex? But sex is truly connected to so much, whether it be from our culture, upbringing, or religious conditioning, there is still so much shame wrapped up in our sexuality, and we carry that in our bodies. This guest and I will discuss how we can move through our conditioning and move to empowerment. She brings so much untamed and unashamed transparency and knowledge on the power of the erotic, and I'm so excited to bring you this important conversation. No matter your relationship, type, or gender, this episode will be beneficial for you. Please help me welcome Jamie Elizabeth Thompson to Untamed and Unashamed. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So... I think it was like in December or January, I'm in a a little Sisters of the Sacred Rose, like women's group. And uh, somehow you had come into their awareness that you were actually local because we're all here in Austin. And they sent me your stuff, the link to your Instagram or your Facebook. And when I was looking at it, I I remember like out loud, I kept saying like, yes, 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 <laughs> because so many things were resonating so deeply. So um, I'm excited to dig into them with you mm. here face to face. But maybe first, can you just share a little bit of your story about maybe some of the highs and lows of what brought you to where you're at today? Mm, yes, absolutely. And I, I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that context. I didn't realize that was how we, we came into connection. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I 
started off, I grew up in a traditional Christian household Mm -hmm. in the country in Montana. Mm -hmm. So I I grew up and a lot of people are like, whoa, okay. So, so the, the, the woman that I am today is, comes from so much work Mm -hmm. and, um, really diving into my truth. And, and that was something that there, the, the environment that I grew up in did not have space for my truth. Like Mm -hmm. my truth was way bigger Mm -hmm. than what was the small confined idea of what I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so that, that led me into a deep exploration into my own liberation. And I, I started working in the field of transformation and studying and studying sacred sexuality and transformation and healing. And, um, when, when I was like 19. Wow. And yeah, so very young. And I actually started off in landmark education, which is kind of a very <laughs> traditional masculine boxy place to begin, but it, it opened my awareness to that. There was something more than, than what I had grown up with mm-hmm. and also went to Burning Man and started, you know, started like, like 21 working with all of this. I also, um, had, I also was a stripper in Las Vegas for a while. Mm-hmm. And that was part of where I really reclaimed a lot of my feminine power mm-hmm. and went on the path of liberation. And then partway through that journey, as I started to awaken and open up, particularly when I started to open my heart, I realized that um, the the liberation that I was operating inside of also was empty. Mm -hmm. And there was there was there was a sense of parts of myself that I had left behind in this, this um, wild goose chase of of wanting to become liberated and, and free from where I, what I had grown up in. And so, um, that was then a journey of, of shedding the protection and, and, you know, opening up and trauma healing. And then I went on that part and, um, all of that really came into a, a culmination of, of working with couples as I did inside the strip club to support, men in being able to create a level of safety and women to own more of their self-expression. Mm-hmm. I, I always hung out with couples in the, mm-hmm. in, in the club. That was, my, <laughs> that was who I, that was who I went with. Cause I was so fascinated by what, what had that life force that turned on inside of me, what mm-hmm. makes that turn on inside of a woman. Mm-hmm. And that became one of my missions in life and something I was, that was just fascinated by. And, and then shortly after that, you know, I eventually was able to, um, leave the, the, the club and begin working with women more specifically in groups. And that became a big part of my, my own journey of reclamation of, feminine power was to see what would happen inside of, of groups of women who are dedicated to reconnecting with our sacred life force through Mm -hmm. the channel of our natural erotic nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. 
it's, it's interesting how many women I know in this work who started out, um, doing something like, um, working in a strip club or living in the Playboy Mansion or whatever it was that was like, they were trying to figure out where that liberation was, you know, and, and they would like get a taste of it, but they knew there was also more, you know, but they were like, it it felt like bringing, they were trying to bring the spirituality to that and then, uh, like merge it. And it feels like, um, feels like sometimes women who, who stay there, that is really what they're looking for. They just don't, they don't know where to go or, um, it ends up getting, um, you know, distracted or leaky or what, whatever it is that keeps them from finding what they were ultimately looking for. So, um, but that's such a beautiful story. Uh, I'm, I'm remembering the first post I, I brought up how, when I looked at your post and I was just like, yes, yes, yes. I remember I was in Maui. Um, I remember the first post that I saw was about what happens when a woman withholds her desire. And I know there there's a balance to that, like in how we reveal our desire. Um, so we'll go into that next, but I, I'm curious if you can, you can touch on that. Like what happens not only in a woman, but in a man when the feminine withholds her desires. Yes, absolutely. Feminine desire is the impulse for more life. Mm. It It's like our desire is what births our, 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 the creationary impulse for more life mm-hmm. moves through our desire. And if we are shutting down that, that frequency, we're shutting down the part of life that wants more life. That it's, it's, it's the part of us that's like, that, that is, creates and our, our, our sexuality, our, our creative capacity, the, the, the parts that really open us into listening to the divine mm-hmm. speak, the divine speaks through our desires. So when yeah. there's a, when there's a shutdown of that, we're shutting down the, the impulse of more life to, to mm-hmm. come through. And this is feminine leadership. In my perspective and and what I teach is that our desire is the frequency of our leadership. And it's how we invite the masculine and men and life into greater alignment. Mm -hmm. And when the desire is clear and, and there's a sense of desire being not only for me, but Mm -hmm. but desire being in service. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a, there's a tuning process of desire and that service. Mm -hmm. It, it is the, the compass, you know, it's the, it's, it's the guide. It's the, the, the signs for those around us. And so Mm -hmm. shutting that down is, is really shutting down access to God, goddess, universal intelligence. Mm -hmm. I believe that really speaks through our desire. Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, it shuts it down in a man as well, like his full potential, really, because we're not calling him forward. Um, And I've recently been really like constantly asking myself, are you calling out or calling forward? Um, And I, I want to talk about like bringing in uh, the topic of receptiveness, devotion, and invitation here. Those are the three things that you, you've talked about in the past. And, um, I know that the devotion piece, especially is 
my work right now. Um, you've, you've mentioned that looking for evidence that he is lacking is a sign of your own lack of readiness to receive. And that like cut through me like a double edged sword. Cause it was like, ah, oh, that's me. Like, so I didn't think of it as, oh, there's a lack of re readiness to receive. I just, I was projecting it all on my partner. And so I know that this is like my deep um, asking right now is of myself um, and also devoting myself to the God in him. Um, there's like this, what you mentioned about like uh, revealing our desires, like I'm definitely do that, but I don't know that I do it from a place of devotion to the God in him. I think I do it from a place of um, disappointment chronic disapproval, you know? And so I know that my work here is to shift and then there will be a shift because when it's like the, the nagging and the, the place of lack, then that doesn't speak to the King and the man, you know? So I'd love to hear you go into, to those areas of it. Mm, thank you for, for sharing that, um, that vulnerability yeah. because it, that vulnerability is the, the counterpart to what has feminine desire be like whole, complete, coherent, and occur as an opportunity mm -hmm. and an invitation instead of as disappointment, demand, mm -hmm. or criticism. Yeah. And it, so it, it's like, so desire, right? There, there's some women that have such a deep connection to their desire and their truth. Mm -hmm. And there's other women that have such a deep connection to like the vulnerability and innocence of their heart. Mm -hmm. And when these two aspects can be unified, there's, that's when the alchemical magic of feminine mag magnetism really draws forth the, the, the God in him, the, the, the truth, the protector, the provider, the one who actually just wants to serve. Mm -hmm. And when there's demand or criticism present, it's like their, their desire to serve. It's, it's not activating that part of them. It's yeah. activating the part of them that is actually battling your masculine. Mm. And, and so there's a, there's a, there's a competition that then yeah. comes through, right? So the, the, the vulnerability of really being in the frequency of our desire. And it's not a mental process. It's not, it's not like, Ooh, I really want you to do this thing. I want, I want this to be different. It's like the experience in the body. That's like, I so deeply desire mm. something from you. And there's a, there's a tremble in it. There's like a, it's, it's, it's vulnerable to be in that place. It's so much easier to like lift into the mind where demand and criticism live. Yeah. Right. Cause it's safe. It's actually a protection mechanism to, to protect yourself from the fear of rejection or the pain of not receiving yeah. by lifting into the demand and the criticism. Yeah. But when we really just relax into that holding of, you know, the, the vulnerability of, of, of what it's like, um, I'll share, I'll share a little personal example here. Cause I think okay. it can illustrate, mm -hmm. um, like there, there's a moment in, in my relationship where, um, you know, the, the subject of finances 
comes up. Right. And that, and that can be something where there's a, there's a, a difference of, um, the way that, the way that we want to hold our finances. Mm-hmm. And for me, I have, a I, I love polarity in relationship, right? Yeah. Like I love occupying me the feminine too. in my relationship mm-hmm. because in my, in my business, there's a, there's a lot of aspects where like, I got to be in my masculine mm-hmm. and, you know, I can like hold that. And, and I don't, and I want to surrender that in relationship. And so, um, I don't agree or believe in splitting anything, mm. like splitting things in finances. Like even no, when I, I go like to, that. even when I go to lunch with a friend, so I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, I want to, I want to, I want to buy this lunch for us so that you can have the experience of receiving, or I want you to buy it for me so I can have the res- experience yeah. of receiving. I don't want to feel so much more expansive. I just, yeah. I'm like, cause it's just a more enjoyable experience. And yeah. I feel that way with, with finances. And no one's money. really giving or receiving when you're splitting. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the idea, the modern idea of equality, yeah. which I, I think is like neutering. Mm-hmm. I think equality, the, the idea of equality is, is, is not natural mm-hmm. because things are always in when they're in their natural flux of where desire really lives. There's, there's, there's always differences mm-hmm. in the way that the reciprocal giving and receiving is happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, with a conversation of splitting came up and, and, you know, so there's, there's a part of an older version of me that would just like, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a, a hard edge, yeah. but instead I was like, well, I, you know, I, I love that you are bringing this, this curiosity around how we can be in right relationship with our finances together. Um, I would love to do an exercise. I would love to do an exercise where we write down what we're bringing to this relationship. And like really tune in internally with what I'm bringing and what you're bringing. And then let's have a discussion about what that is. And in this, you know, I I wrote down all the things I'm bringing, which are all the unseen qualities. Yeah. I'm bringing a deep level of practice and emotional intelligence, erotic intelligence, an access to a channel to the unseen realms. Yeah, I'm a muse, so much of what the a priestess, unseen. unseen, right? The yeah. muse, the priestess, the, 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 the devotional, the devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we had this conversation and, and he, you know, wrote down, he's like, I, you know, I want to provide and protect and bring the, like, you know, the mm-hmm. aspects of the masculine and, and, and we had this conversation and shared like things I'm bringing and, and the things he's desiring. And he's like, and, and what we came to is that I'm the mistress of the unseen realm and he's mm-hmm. the master of the seen realm. Mm-hmm. And then from that, he's, he That's literally... Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turns me on. He's like, yeah, splitting really doesn't make sense. And that came from him. Mm. And it was, it was such a great, uh, opportunity for us to actually find the right alignment for our partnership of what is truly reciprocal that's with not normally that I'm bringing. Yeah. And that's mm. not normally how couples would talk about finances. So that is such, I'm so glad you brought yeah. that up. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said provide and protect, 
I'm still digging into if this is like a Cinderella complex or a wounded um, place with my father that didn't provide and protect. But when you said provide and protect, like my yoni gets juicy. Like I literally feel like an opening there because it feels like that's something that like as the feminine, I feel like provide and protect. And then I could just be the feminine, you know, like it feels like luscious, not that I'm going to like sit around and eat bonbons, but there's so much that I do want to bring, you know? So, um, so yeah, that was, I felt like a, a physical sensation there that was really beautiful. And also taking notice of your language. So you said, um, desire a lot was the word that you used instead of need. And I remembered how um, my, you may know Dominique Cortusio um, is a good friend of mine. And I remember when he was like giving me some um, constructive feedback on the podcast and he said, what I would love to see more of, and the, the way he worded that, what I would love to see more of, it made me want to do it instead of like what you need to do is, you know, like that, that instantly puts a little bit of like, oh, it's something I lack. Whereas what I would love to see more of felt like, oh, it's just something I already have and do. I just need to do a little bit more of it. So I was thinking about when you were saying desire, like when we come to a man, when we come to the masculine and we're like, I need this, this, and this, it sounds so demanding. But when we're like, you know, I'm really desiring, oh, it sounds so soft and inviting, you know? So, and what I love about this frame that, that you're bringing it of like, it's, it's sovereignty. It comes from a place of, I, I'm not a Cinderella in my life. I'm not a princess in my life. Like mm-hmm. I run my life like, yeah. a C, like a CEO. Yeah. And in my relationship, I desire to set that down. Mm-hmm. And I desire this for both of us mm-hmm. because it's going to call him into his king and yeah. into his God self. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the masculine actually feels the the most in alignment when when they are serving the yep. feminine. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean women. So we separate right. the feminine and women. But when they are when the masculine is actually in service mm-hmm. to the feminine, which is life itself coming mm-hmm. through, they are in their greatest alignment. Yeah. So by me operating in my feminine as a woman in my feminine, surrendering my masculine in this Mm -hmm. connection, I am operating in the way that feels the most juicy and alive in my body and also inviting him into his power. Yeah. And it it must come from a place of sovereignty because if this comes from a place of the damsel, right? Mm-hmm. The damsel in distress, the Cinderella, mm-hmm. the princess, the Disney fantasy. It's, it's not a co-creation. Yeah. It's arising from an incompletion within the feminine. Yeah, it's disempowering. It's, exactly. It's arising from the wounded feminine. So there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's a, an ability to really know my inner masculine mm-hmm. and, and then choose as a service to me and my partner to, to set that aside. Yeah. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you. I'm so thankful for that real life example because that that took us in a wider area of the topic. Yeah. So I also want to talk about um two two things that um maybe the we can start with how to how men can approach 
the pussy, the way that they approach a throne, but also how women can embody that throne so that men are called to, to approach it in that way. And, um, and then I also want to talk about receiving come as a deep honor. So two very like, um, but we'll start, let's start with the pussy as the throne. Mm, I love it. Yeah. So things are only taboo because they're really powerful. Yeah. And, you know, things like, you know, come and pussy and the, you know, there, there's, there's this, there's this taboo quality to them. And one of the things that really integrates and heals the, the taboo aspects is bringing a deep level of reverence to Mm. them, like bringing the kind of reverence that is like, like I worship my man's come like that is the you know, seed God is there mm-hmm. that that is that is god that is the seed of life that 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 the blueprint of creation is inside of a man's seed yeah and that seed is planted inside the the garden of the womb of creation mm-hmm. inside of a woman and the 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 pussy is the portal to which this seed then becomes a life and is literally birthed into into reality mm-hmm. from the unseen realm into the seen realm. I mean, this is absolutely magic. Yeah. I mean, this is an incredible experience and the more connected one can be to the miracle mm-hmm. that this is and the miracle of life, the miracle of sex, the miracle of calm, the miracle of the pussy, mm-hmm. the, the, the more that we are in reverence and a state of wholeness, it's no longer a taboo. It's, it's, it's a prayer. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity to, to be in devotion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a, 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 one of the tantric revelations is the, 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 the becoming the chalice. Mm. And the the chalice is is the the aspect of the feminine that is so receptive, and and this comes from really being in deep connection with your pussy. Mm. Like you cannot become the 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 chalice to receive mm-hmm. your man's seed mm-hmm. without being in in connection with your pussy. Yeah, I mean the 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 pussy is the is the guide. I mean, she is, you know, the Oracle. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're lost in any moment, I mean, when I'm, when I'm trying to figure things out in my mind and I'm confused and, and there's so many different options, like the first thing I do is, is literally put my hands on my pussy Mm -hmm. and and just connect in and see, like, you know, tell me, guide me. Mm -hmm. And there's always wisdom. Yep. Because that channel is open mm-hmm. and I trust the Oracle and listen to her. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I just really want and desire for the feminine yeah. to, to do is to reconnect with our pussies. It's like we've been upside down and, and thinking that the mind no. is, is, is where our answers come from. Mm-hmm. And, and there's really this, this inversion where, where the, the feminine, this, this like deep, you know, and as you go down the chakra system, lower into the, you know, the lower chakras, the energy is 
is is denser. It's it's mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a luminous dark power. Mm-hmm. And and when we can really connect in with with that that aspect and not just bypass into the crown and the light realms, but actually mm-hmm. be in connection with our, you know, our gritty truth, yeah. our power, our pleasure. There's, there's a knowing that that is the throne. Yeah. There's a knowing that this is what my man is here to worship. Mm-hmm. And I have to worship her first. Yeah. Like I'm creating the imprint and the invitation for that mm-hmm. to be possible through my own self connection and, and seeing and, and just absolute adoration mm-hmm. of her. And it's incredibly healing. Yeah. It's incredibly healing, especially for anyone. I mean, for anyone, I mean, it's the programming that we receive from religion and media is, is, is distorted in the relationship to the pussy. Yeah. And, and so when we can open that, then it creates the space for, for him too. And, and then receiving his, his, I mean, I, I just it, like a man's semen is, is, is literally where life, the blueprint yeah, of, of, of life is. And so there's yeah. like a reconnection of, um, intentional being intentional and, and, yeah. um, and in connection with these, with these aspects and bringing reverence to them. Yeah. It's so interesting. Cause I've, it's not really a fetish, but I've always like been really turned on to the thought of being come on instead of like, not, not, I know like being, I guess like you don't really feel it necessarily when it happens inside you, but like the thought of a man of my partner, like coming on me, I always have another orgasm during that moment. And I never put the connection of like why that was so powerful that moment for me, but that, that totally makes sense. And you also mentioned though, that he does not even need to be conscious of it in order for us to have that deep honoring, which for some reason, I, I guess I would have before reading that thought, like that, that needed to come first. Come yeah, first. absolutely. Come first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there, there's 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 two pieces to this, and one is um. So, the tantric revelation of the chalice is that the 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 womb is alchemical, the the feminine body is alchemical. It turns a seed into a life. Mm-hmm. So there's there's an alchemy that happens inside of the feminine body. Mm-hmm. And so it's when, when I say you don't need to, he doesn't even need to be aware of it. I'm pointing to the power of the feminine body mm-hmm. as the chalice to alchemize mm-hmm. whatever is, is, is happening in her presence, yeah. right? Like there's some times where it's like, there's, there's an energy that he's bringing, like the really strong, powerful, primal masculine, where yeah. it's like, there's, there's a part of my system when my man is bringing that, that needs to open wider than what I might operate in, mm-hmm. in a reg- in a regular everyday basis to really open, to receive that much power. There's, there's a, there, there's an alchemy that might, that might need to happen in my system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I also want to say about this though, is that we also have a responsibility as, as women to be aware of what we are being seated with. Mm. So we can alchemize anything mm-hmm. and that's, and that's a power that we have, 
by the way that we are receiving it. Okay. We alchemize by the way that we're receiving it. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you, like, have you experienced that before? Right. Where, when mm-hmm. I'm like, he can be bringing aggression and I can receive it as I'm being fucked open to God as mm-hmm. David Data would say, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, there it, it it's, there's, there's a way that we can receive something that changes the nature of it. Okay. And that is one of our superpowers. Mm-hmm. Now there's also a responsibility of, of like, I'm not going to allow myself to be seated um, by toxic seed yeah. by, by a man who is disconnected from me yeah when he's coming on me or in me yeah and so that's a conversation that I have as like I want our lovemaking to be intentional Mm -hmm. and a space where what you are literally like you know expelling from your body into Mm -hmm. life onto me super Mm -hmm. powerful like my field is going to amplify whatever it is that you're seeding me with. Yeah. Because that's the way it's been coded. That's the way mm-hmm. that I hold it. So mm-hmm. that's the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And so at, if, if he's, if he's coming on me and, and seeding me with something that is completely out of alignment with my values, I mean, if mm-hmm. he's, if he's thinking about like, you know, some chicks tits from the porn he watched yesterday, yeah. like that's not in alignment with me. Yeah. And, and so I get to, I get to own that and Mm -hmm. I get to share that. And, um, and so we have a, we have a conscious conversation about like, what are you seeding? Mm. Like, what is our intention? Mm -hmm. What are you creating with your life force? Yeah. And so, you know, the conversation of he doesn't have to be aware of it, um, Yes, he doesn't have to be aware of it. And there's an opportunity to mm-hmm. turn your erotic life into an alchemical healing and creation. Yeah. Dojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's no secret that shame free sex and pleasure are powerful avenues to deeper connections and an overall sense of well being. And accessible, expertly designed toys can play a big part in getting you there and making you feel more alive. Dame is leading a sexual wellness revolution as a women powered resource for game changing pleasure products and supportive content. Started by a sex educator and an engineering Liz. Dame develops her products based on research and feedback from people like you. They're making better sexual experiences and more pleasure available to all. Dame's easy-to-use toys and accessories are made with body-safe, doctor-approved materials and smart design principles, and they've earned glowing praise from the New York Times, the Today Show, and many more, including me. Whether you're looking to shake things up with your partner or upgrade your self-care routine, they've got something for every nightstand. Even better, Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. And I will guarantee you satisfaction because I use their products myself. They're amazing. My favorite one is their suction toy. I call it the clit sucker, but it's uh, spelt A-E-R. It's called air. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris. So you can go all the way 
right away. Guys, I have like eight to 10 orgasms almost every time I use it. I use it during sex and in my own pleasure practice. You will not be disappointed. They're also sending me a bunch of their other products, so I'll keep you updated. But as of right now, this one's my favorite and I highly recommend it. Go to dameproducts.com and use code JADE today for 15% off your order with Dame. Now on with the show. I'm I'm curious too to go back to um, the man's part on what does it actually look like for him to worship the pussy as a throne? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Well, there's, you know, there's a few things. I mean, we can, we can talk about some very practical, some, some practical pieces. Like one thing I recommend is setting up a puja, which is a sacred ceremony where Mm -hmm. the, where a woman, you know, opens, opens her legs and a man actually gazes Mm-hmm. gazes at her yoni and for several minutes you know maybe five minutes mm-hmm. and and just witnesses and receives and is in connection with her mm-hmm. and shares what what he sees and and just honors her yeah and then and then and then you know takes coconut oil and 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 worships and massages her body and gives her a yoni massage and 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 then that's actually the completion of the of the puja Mm -hmm. and there isn't sex yeah that happens during Mm -hmm. this this is actually in service to honoring Mm -hmm. the the yoni as the throne and as a portal and not only as um something that's in service to his pleasure, Mm -hmm. but, but that is actually complete and whole and beautiful Mm -hmm. on her own. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a way of, um, there's a, there's a humility that, Mm -hmm. that comes from this when, when a man Mm -hmm. can really be in reverence. Mm Mm-hmm. Me and my partner just did this two nights ago and, um, a beautiful piece that he added, or, um, it was, um, a part of our, uh, practice that was kind of laid out for us, but a piece was saying, um, you're safe, you're loved, you belong, but like saying it to my Yoni. And so that was, that was really beautiful and de-armoring as well. Um, okay. So quite a bit of a pivot. (laughs) I really want to discuss with you. Um, a, a comment that a man left on a post of yours saying that you're peddling lust and fornication and Jesus is the only way. I get this all the time, like from family, from I also grew up in a Christian um, background, was adopted into a religious family. And um, basically, it's almost like I'm the whore of Babylon now. And, you know, from their perspective, because it's like completely different path than what what we were raised in and this, especially the sentence, Jesus is the only way I get that a lot. Um, even here in Austin and a lot of the spiritual community, it's like, there's this new trend of that. Um, I don't want to call it a trend, but there's this new like renouncing of Kundalini and of manifestation and all these things. And it just, Jesus is the only focus and way, um, which I can see can be a beautiful experience, but it, um, your response about Jesus was 
is exactly how I resonate with his story. And um, I feel so expansive and, and alive there in that story. And so I'd love for you to share that with us and, and anything else that feels alive for you right now in that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so what I shared um, back to this man and something that I like to do to, to kind of just play with this aspect um, of trolling, mm-hmm. religious trolling yeah. that, that happens mm-hmm. is that, yes, I, I, I agree that, that Jesus was a, a wonderful role model mm-hmm. and I'm particularly, particularly interested in the sex magic that him and Mary Magdalene did. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing awareness to, of Jesus on this post. Yeah. You know, and I, I often just bring things like that to, to bring a little humor to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so there's, you know, many people have read the the Magdalene manuscript. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful place to start. Real good. Um, and there's also the Nag Hammadi, which is a Gnostic text that is a different interpretation of what happened in the Bible and what happened with oh, Jesus. I heard and that one. It, yes, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful text, and it it describes more more completely the you know what was actually happening in the Egyptian temples mm. and the sacred practices that. Mary Magdalene and Jesus and many others were engaging in and how that was part of what raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this is just, you know, story and text and and different interpretations and the Bible is one interpretation and this is another interpretation and we all get to choose what resonates with us. It's so frustrating though, that because that is not in the actual Bible, that it's just written off, you know? Well, this is a lot. I mean, this was intentionally excluded. Yeah. So the the path of transcendence and the path of embodiment, right, seem like they are paradoxical and opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like from the, you know, religious Christian perspective that divinity is projected into transcendence and, and you must rise above the, you know, the the desire and the pleasure Mm -hmm. of the body in order to access God. And then there's a whole nother path that is, that, that is in, into the body. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, you know, connect the the left-hand path Mm -hmm. of of Tantra is, is like, no, I'm actually going, not going to swear off desire in order to meet God. I'm going to go fully into my desire. Mm-hmm. to meet God. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that inside of that, inside of our bodies, God lives as well. It's, mm-hmm. it's in the embodiment. We don't need to leave and rise mm-hmm. above in order, in order to find it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's always going to be these competing schools of thought. And mm-hmm. my personal perspective of this is, is I am absolutely the, the, the reverence and the prayer and the divinity that, that comes from having like an expanded awareness and integrity and right relationship around desire. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm also fully for the waking down. I call it waking down and in. 
to the Mm. body instead of waking up. There's so Mm. much of this ascension, but there's also the D the current of descension Mm -hmm. that, that is running as well. And in Mm -hmm. Taoist philosophy, both are running. And if one is out of balance, then you're going to be disembodied. And what we see in our culture Mm -hmm. is a lot of people that are disembodied because the path Mm -hmm. of transcendence of Mm -hmm. rising above Mm -hmm. has been what has been um, offered. And there's, there's an equal and important, like coming down and into your body, like actually meeting the places where there's been trauma or disconnection or pain and transmuting that Mm -hmm. into more life force and more pleasure and more resource. Yeah. So the path of waking down is as important as the path of waking up. Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. What, um, when, when you're talking about this and someone were to say though, like that these other texts are just channeled, that there's no proof that, um, you know, they're, they're really, really like stuck on just the Bible and what's in there. What, how would you say is like a good way to open them up to, um, the thought that these other channeled texts like Magdalene manuscript are also God's word. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a fundamental belief system that Mm -hmm. someone who believes that the Bible is the truth and is not also a channeled text. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, I just do not subscribe to the same belief system Mm -hmm. that they are using to police my behavior or to discount what is true for me. So there's a, there's a, there's a Greek word that I love gnosis. Mm -hmm. Gnosis is lived embodied spiritual wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's the inner knowing that what is true for me is what is true for me and that Mm -hmm. no one can take that away. Yeah. And sometimes people who are, deeply religious i mean all people i mean this is but but in this in this context there there can be uh a belief that something outside of themselves is is more true than their own gnosis Mm -hmm. so me and this person have a fundamental just disagreement yeah and, and that's okay. Yeah. But, but it's like to know that, to, to just know that in myself that I don't actually need to convince anyone of anything. Yeah. And I don't need them to believe what I believe in order for me to know what I, what is true for me is what mm-hmm. is true for me because yeah. it's beyond belief. Yeah. There's like, what I'm speaking to is, is something that is so fundamental to yeah. beingness Yeah. that it, it's, it's not that I believe that the Bible isn't true. I, I I believe that it's it's just as true as the Nagmadi. I mean, these are different people's subjective truths that they're reporting. Yeah. I'm just not going to subscribe to that one is the objective absolutionist mm-hmm. truth and yeah. one is not. Yeah, this is something I'm really working on because um or playing with because it's not that it takes away from my gnosis, but there's a feeling in me, maybe it's like I'm having this like savior complex of like, 
because I feel deeply like I'm here to do Magdalene's work and I feel like I'm from her lineage. There's this pain in me when I feel people are missing out on that gnosis because they're coming from fear and they think it's their gnosis, but it's so fear-based and so contracting instead of expansive that I get in this like savior mode of like also the thought to me of like, what would Christianity look like? if they involve sex magic and knew that Jesus and Mary Magdalene had this beautiful story, what would it look like for the feminine, you know? And so I get this like, um, almost like evangelical nature of it, you know, but. Yes. I mean, sister, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I see what is possible Mm -hmm. for in, in this, when, when these worlds can really come back into connection and spirit and sex are no longer separate. Mm-hmm. And one is no longer pedestalized and one is no longer demonized. I mean, like yeah. this is our sacred work on this planet right now. Yeah. And there are some people that are not ready to get that. And yeah. I, I want to give my energy to those who are ready. Mm. And so I, I want to provide the opening and the invitation and also the clear, um, what's most important to me about this is I will forever stand for your right to believe exactly what you want to believe. Mm. That, that, that's like, I, I, I do not need to convince anyone of anything. Mm. I am mm. actually for their right to believe exactly what they want to believe. Yeah. The moment that impacts or controls what I can believe mm-hmm. is where my fierce, no, Yep. That's not, that's, that's not how this is going to go down. Comes out. Yeah. You're right. Because, um, that, um, feeling in me that comes up that I mentioned, it really only comes up when they're being, um, not uh, when they're being dualistic about it and making mine wrong. That's when I Mm -hmm. tend to get that reaction. So that's, that's true. Um, that's something that I didn't really pinpoint before. Um, and adopting that mentality that you said that you're having would feels like a breath of fresh air for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to really play with that. Thank you. And there, and, and there can be still an openness, Mm -hmm. you know, like an, an openness of like, Hey, I know this is what you believe. And this is, and this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. And, and then just that there's like, there's a zero tolerance there's a zero tolerance in my system for someone projecting their belief system onto me. This also happens with modern day woke culture mm-hmm. where, you know, people think that you need to be certain ways about different groups of population and mm-hmm. identities. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's a lot of uh, moral policing yeah. that happens yeah. and we as sovereign beings, we can actually just say no mm-hmm. and 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 not and not buy into that. And that creates another possibility because so many people who are evangelizing or or policing others other people's behavior are are not doing it from their own inner truth. Mm-hmm. That, that's not where that comes from, mm-hmm. right? That comes from like a projection of that other people need to be different. Yeah. So someone's doing that to you. Yeah. You can actually just say, I, I, I actually just don't subscribe to this yeah. belief system that you're policing my behavior with. Yeah. 
Yeah. And coming from a place too, of like not trusting that their soul chose that path. There were still like the topics of Madonna whore complex that I wanted to discuss with you. I love talking about the Madonna whore complex. Cause again, we're, we're speaking of the way that spirit has been separated from sexuality mm. and the damage that that has caused. One mm. of the ways that you see the damage of that in relationships is the Madonna whore complex. Mm -hmm. So I'll share personal experience. When I was in my mid twenties, had this amazing partner. He, everyone thought I was going to marry him. I mean, he was absolutely wonderful. And I was so sure that I, I was going to marry him as well. And then there was this thing that happened and I was like, I want to feel more of your like primal masculine in the bedroom. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to take me like, I want to be ravished. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I can't ah. do that because I love you too much. And, and so we, when we got into it, it was like this, this, he's like, I can't access that because mm -hmm. I see you as my future wife. And mm -hmm you know, this, this got me into like researching this because I was, I was working with couples already and I was already mm -hmm. in my, in my work around relationships and sexuality. And I started re researching and found the Madonna whore complex. Mm. Um, and so Sigmund Freud brought this and it's the disconnection in a man's experience of his partner where he can, he has desire with and, and wants to fuck his mistress or the whore mm -hmm. or a woman who embodies that archetype. But he loves the, the woman who embodies the archetype of his wife, which is the Madonna. So yeah. one woman gets loved and cherished. The other woman gets desired and ravished, mm. but they can't exist in the same woman. So yeah. the Madonna whore complex is the separation of the two. Mm -hmm. And so experiencing this, was really painful. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it, it felt like a part of me could not be like met or received in this relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the part of me is, is that the sacred whore yeah. is as much a part of me as, as the Madonna. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's the way that it plays out in, you know, in the relational field yeah. and then inside of the feminine, there's also a great divide inside of the feminine where often we have this same divide mm. where there's a disconnection between our heart and our pussy, mm -hmm. where our, our love and our innocence is, is, is disconnected from our, our like raw feminine power. Mm -hmm. Another way of saying this to kind of incorporate the light and the dark is our light and our dark is, is not integrated together. Mm. Like, like the light of our awareness and our, our, our consciousness is, is separate from our desire. Yeah. So when the, and, and desire can be seen as like dark on the spectrum of light and dark as a polarity, mm -hmm. not as a duality, not mm -hmm. as dark as bad, but mm -hmm. as a polarity mm -hmm. where when, when they're separate then the, the Madonna and the whore, the, the heart and the pussy end up being separated. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm, you know, having, you know, another time in my life when I was just having, you know, meaningless sex that, mm -hmm. that left me feeling empty and mm -hmm. yeah, it was pleasurable and there was desire, but like, I wasn't actually being nourished. Yeah. It wasn't actually in integrity mm -hmm. with myself. And so there's a, there's a coming back together that is possible, um, a reunification. 
mm-hmm. of the Madonna and the whore. And it's a, it's a space of, of reclaiming the feminine because this is the way the feminine has been separated yeah. in the minds of men and in the bodies of women. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe, uh, maybe in the future we do a part two diving deeper into that and how we can heal that duality, um, in ourselves, um, and what that work looks like for women and what that work looks like for men. Um, and, uh, yeah, go deeper into that dark feminine as well, because that's not, that's actually surprisingly something I haven't dove into too much. I'm really curious about that. Mm. So, all right. So there's, um, at the end of every show, there's a couple of questions that I ask every guest. The first one is if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? Mm. You don't need to be any different than what you are. Mm. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Hmm. Mm. What's coming right now is the four agreements. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very foundational. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could whisper one phrase, to everyone on the planet, what would it be? Mm. We're all making this up as we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So you have a new offering. Um, Let people know where to find you, how to sign up for that offering and uh, yeah, all the good stuff. Yes, absolutely. So um, Feminine Reclamation is a six week guided journey that is about healing the Madonna whore complex within the feminine. Mm. So it's for women and it's an opportunity to connect with both your devotion and your liberation mm. and give yourself permission to reconnect the heart and the pussy so that you can be in greater, greater aspects of your natural knowing and bliss mm. and feminine power. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And it's through the, it's through the avenue of the Madonna horse. So we really look at the ways that that has been separated internally and how we can reclaim it. And so that is available on my website, which is awakenedwoman.life. And that's my, my temple. It's my online temple that holds all of the work and courses that I do with women. Uh, People can also find me if they want one-on-one work or couples work on jamieelizabeththompson.com. And I have a, I have a temple coming up. I'm calling them virtual temples, Mm -hmm. which is like a three hour masterclass. That's actually also on the Madonna whore that is coming up later this month. And so you can also register for that on my website and, um, mm -hmm. okay. So instead of a part two, people can just (laughs) go listen to that. Yeah. 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 That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then I'm, I'm on Facebook, Jamie Elizabeth Thompson and Instagram holistic sex coach. And I post lots of content, which you referred to today, but I would love to come back on a a part two and, and talk about this because it's, it's such a deep, it's such a deep, divide within the feminine and the masculine that I really feel it's time to heal. Yeah. I'd love to, um, to dive deeper into the dark feminine as well. And, and just 
you know, the practical ways to wake up our erotic energy, because a lot of people, this is like just now coming into their awareness. And so they're not really sure where to start. So yeah, so we'll do that. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure, Bryce. Mm. I, I don't know how long it's been since I say this, because I know I say it every, every, probably maybe once a month, but man, I am so excited about this episode, you guys, like there was just so much empowerment in it and mm, aliveness. Like I feel more juicy and I love every guest that I have on. I love the connection each time and I love the knowledge, but there's always like every, you know, few weeks or so there's that episode that I'm like, ah, I'm so excited to air this. I'm so, so excited. And I feel that way about this one. And not just because of the knowledge, but like her transmission, like being, I could feel her energy that this is something that she's integrated. This is something that she embodies and that she lives. And I just wanted to like be around her. I just wanted to like keep it going. I wanted to just be in her transmission field. And I hope that you felt that through the audio. (sighs) All right. You heard the links to her, um, her offerings. I will be in the virtual temple on the 26th. I'm so excited about that. And the links are in the show notes. So click on those, sign up. Um, I'm sure it'll be extremely beneficial. And then I'll also thank the affiliates, the best toys for sex at dameproducts.com. Code Jade gets you 15% off. As y'all know, the Air, A-E-R, is my favorite. I use that often. Uh on my own with my uh, pleasure wand, but I also use it with my partner. It's, it's, I mean, we don't do it every time, but I love she, you know, uh, in this episode and in next week's episode, we talk about the power of oral and I love to use it while I'm giving oral. It's pleasurable for both of us because it also like makes me moan a lot, which feels better for him. There's just so many ways to incorporate this air suction toy. It's amazing. All right. So that's dameproducts.com. Code Jade gets 15% off. And like I said, I, I, I pair it with my pleasure wand. And I also love my Yoni egg, my Jade Nephrite Yoni egg. Next week's episode is going to talk a lot about the Yoni egg. Um, so it'd be really cool if you could order it and then have it for next week's episode, if you want to incorporate it, but that's wands.com W A A N D S.com code Jade for a discount there as well. All right. And then all things CBD, the best, the best, best, best CBD products all on directhemp.com. It's a bunch of different brands that have been vetted by them. It's a better way to CBD code Jade for a discount there as well. And then higher dose infrared products. Oh my gosh, you guys, I've been so busy this last week that I haven't been able to use my higher dose products like I normally do. And I can feel the difference, like not only in my skin, but in my, in my physique, in my, in my energy level, in my like brain fog, like there is a noticeable difference on this week that I have not used their products. So I was just thinking this morning, like, man, I wish that I could get in that sauna blanket. I wish that I had time for that today. Um, tomorrow things slow down a bit. I've had, um, weddings and funerals in this last week. So I'm so excited to get back in the groove. So they've got a sauna blanket, a bioenergy mat, Um, and a face mask. It's higher dose infrared products code Jade 75 will get you $75 off. All right, you guys, if everyone that listened to this episode would leave a review, it would make a huge impact for me on iTunes. So 
please just hit the five star or say something, whatever you want to do. It's real simple, only will take you a moment and it would mean so much. I also want to thank you for just being on this journey with me and um, yeah, share an episode with a friend. I think that this message is so powerful and so important and she delivered in a it in a way that is so non-judgmental. So it'd be a great thing to share. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.